having to endure all of that in a system that has no access to adequate psychosocial services, it is almost impossible to think that nobody's experienced any mental health issues. I'm learning a lot about myself and the way I do certain things and why I do certain things and everything still goes back to childhood. Hello everyone, my name is Moya. Hi, my name is Tosa and I'm the host of Peas in a Podcast, where we have everyday conversations about navigating adulthood, prioritizing community, and wellness. Ready? Ready! Welcome back to episode 11 of Peas in a Podcast. In a podcast. Wow. Welcome back, everyone. A step away from 10, episode 10. We're in the double digits. Really in the double digits. Um, <laughs> we're so excited to be here as always. Um, today's episode is titled The Evolution of Our Perspective on Mental Health. Um, this is kind of the gateway into the various mental health conversations that we hope to have um, on this podcast. But we just wanted to kind of give you a baseline of our perspective of mental health when we're first introduced to the idea of mental health. Um, how growing up in Nigeria influenced um, our perspective and also our personal experiences with mental health and what our current experience is and relationship is with mental health, especially as Africans in the diaspora. Um, But yeah, that's everything we'll be talking about today. Yeah, I feel like this episode is going to be short and sweet. We always say that. Mm -mm, This Um, one has to be. (laughs) Because the last one, my friendship breakup was like, an hour uh, 30. Yeah. So, guys, we're going to give you 40 minutes, 45 minutes max. Yeah. Cute. <laughs> Snappy. <laughs> but before we get into all of that, um, I just wanted to ask our weekly check-ins or bi-weekly, whatever it is, how has your life been? How has everything been for you? And before I even answer, yo, every time I, I've been saying it, we actually care about your responses, too. Yeah. So, if you're listening and you're here, pause. I'd not say exit. I just said pause and go to our Instagram and go to our recent post and just let us know how you're currently doing and we'll know um let us know what episode that you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Um maybe put a cute um what emoji should they put so we know where you're coming from this episode. Um a cute like white heart emoji mm. um and just let us know how you're doing this week, okay? Yeah. But for me, I'm doing okay. It's it's been a standard week, honestly. Um, I just finished binge-watching part two of The Glory. Let me tell you, if you guys don't watch K-dramas, you're lost, to be honest. But I am lost, yeah. The Glory, which I also forced Moya to kind of be a part of, but she she has, she has dropped halfway. No, but I, I did my best. You, you really did. I truly did. think... You really did. I was actually proud of the effort you put in. Because it was... It's, it's no, no slander No, no, here. no, no, no slander. It was just like, I feel like a different part of my brain. It's a lot of work. brain power. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I have to like really read and like... Focus. Focus. I cannot yeah. be texting with this. Yeah. 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 Um, the Glory was such an amazing show. It's literally my favorite show ever. And that's really, a big... That's yeah, a big thing to say. That's a big thing to say. And with all the Korean dramas I've watched, it's like top two. Damn. Um, it was so amazing. One. What? What's the second one? Hmm. Hmm. Dance. Let me think about it. Okay, come back. We'll circle Talk back. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was really good and I really enjoyed watching it. But how was your week? Um, well, my week was there. <laughs> <laughs> 
Ah, life. Life is good. Life is good. I'm very excited about life. I'm looking forward to summer. Um, it is spring. I think they'll be listening to this when it's spring. But right now, it's also spring, like, yeah. officially. Like, it's past March 21st. Yeah. Um, so I'm just excited for summer. You can't. I can't emphasize how much summer really helps my mental health mm. and just takes me out of the slump. <laughs> so I'm very excited for summer. Um, and yeah, my week was like a roller coaster of emotions. I'm not gonna lie; like it was all over the place. Mm. But I am moving to a place where I think I can be more steady mm. in my emotions, and I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. But yeah, thanks for sharing with the class. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so please don't forget, let us know how your week is. Um, I'm also excited for spring mm. um, because winter is not really my month, uh, my, my season, actually. Hmm. Um, I'm a fall girl. Um, and then I consider actually spring before summer because summer is just always giving, well, I'm my only frying pan. Um, <laughs> but... Moving into the episode, um, let's hit the ball rolling. Um, we'll talk about, I guess we could start with our introduction to what mental health is in general. Um, I think it's important to, one, give a definition of what mental health is or mental illnesses and like just kind of set, establish a baseline, but also discuss prior to what we know it to be defined as currently, did we have any preconception about mental health or did you? And when were you first introduced to the idea of what like mental health actually is? Okay, so from our favorite people, the <laughs> AP. <laughs> I don't know if they're our favorite people. We don't claim they them. They really though, aren't, yeah. Because they don't know really what they do in the inside there yeah. and who they study. But for context, <laughs> the American Psychology Association... <laughs> They um, explain mental health as a state of mind characterized by emotional well-being, good behavioral adjustment, relative freedom from anxiety and disabling symptoms, and a capacity to, to establish constructive relationships and cope with the ordinary demands and stresses of life. Mm. So in one sentence, I would say a healthy state of mind. <laughs> just a, a, a peace of mind a whole state of mind mm, mm-hmm. because it's not necessarily peace because it's being able to still yeah. withstand the stress yeah yeah with, exactly yeah so um yeah i like that call out mm. and then um with mental illness that definition they explained it as a major disturbance or more <laughs> in an individual's thinking Feelings or behavior that reflects a problem in mental function. Mental disorders cause distress or disability in social, work, or family activities. Mm. It was really giving disturbance. So any disturbance from that um, complete healthy state of mind Mm -hmm. is a mental illness. Wow. And I can just already think of this. Not just complete state of mind, but also... Um, cause I do feel like we all experience disturbances, mm-hmm. but disturbances affecting, um, causing distress in social work, familial, yeah. and just like activities of daily living. Yeah. Well, I was saying that I can just imagine the amount of like stressors that can really cause the disturbance. Mm. But I think with that definition, um, my first like preconception about mental health in Nigeria or just like in my life 
was not a thing. Mm. Like growing up in Nigeria with Yoruba parents, with just African parents, it did not exist. Mm. And I think when, in retrospect, now I say it doesn't exist. But then, um, in retrospect, I can think of my first introduction to mental health. And I think it was mostly like in movies. Mm. Um, whenever I would like watch African magic, if Nigerian people, if you grew up <laughs> in Nigeria, and you, you know what African magic is like all the Nollywood period. Like I even think people who are not are not Nigerians that did watch like African movies or just Nollywood specifically seen like in quotes, mad people, um, or what we define to be as what we define to be as mad people, um, and even like seeing um, that word is so offensive. it's so offensive, <laughs> it's so offensive. And like if you had asked me this ten years ago, if the word mad was offensive, I would have said no. That is just a mad person because mm. that is what I grew up with, with the ignorance that someone who is most definitely going through a mental disturbance, like we've just read, is. Not a mad person, but they're going through something men- like mentally. Mm. Um, yeah, because even in those songs, like I'm just thinking about it, and even in like which song? Sorry, I just thought about a song called Mental. <laughs> like mental, like yeah. your your mental is is a color. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> um, but yeah, um, and I think and yeah, color just means you're like going crazy. Yeah, uh, which is another offensive word, but um, I think. When I think about my upbringing in terms of mental health, it wasn't a thing, one. And two, I think there was just a lot of, like, shame attributed Mm. to having those mental health illnesses. Mm. Like, if someone was, like, walking on the road in Nigeria, for example, in Lagos, like, we have a lot of interesting people. You think Toronto is scary? Lagos can be a little scary um and I think they were all just attributed to like spiritual or demonic attacks Mm. and Nigeria and just like the African tradition like religious tradition is is very like based on fear and based on like power like they're like demons they really believe in like spiritual attacks Mm. warfares all of that and not just from like a Christian or like Islamic point of view, but just from like a tradition, religion as well. Yeah, um, a lot of like gods and mm. things like that. So I think that had a part to play. And in retrospect, I, th- I think it's like mental illnesses mm. that they weren't just able to name. Because when I think about the church, when I was growing up and they are praying against so many things, they never, like the pressure is anything you are praying against because it doesn't exist. Um, and then... I would, there was this particular like family of mine, like a family friend of mine who was in the the diaspora. Um, They weren't living in Nigeria and they um, just experienced that someone was going through a mental health issue and decided to take their own life. And so the first reaction that my family had was just, this person is not appreciative of life. And like, it was fake. Like, why would that person do that? And I think it was very much like putting the blame on that person mm. for doing what they did. Mm. Um, and when I even think of like alcohol consumption yeah. or like just so many things, like 
it's addiction. Like yeah. it's not, it's not just a, how I explain it. It's not just a free fall. Like they're not doing it because they want to. Um, or when you see people who are in quote mad, they're not just like walking around because they don't have any aim in life. Mm. Like it was, it, it's something that triggered something mentally or spiritually. And I'm not saying spirits doesn't like um, spiritual warfare. Because I was going to say, I do think there is sometimes there can be yeah. spiritual components. Yeah. Um, I just don't think everything can Every, be attributed to spiritual components. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, that was that was my own. Mm. <laughs> it was a lot of different things. Um, when was I first introduced to, like, mental health? And I think, for me, too, it's more TV. But when I thought about TV, I didn't actually think of, like, Nigerian Nollywood, like, hmm. media. I thought about, because I used to have, like, my uncle, mm-hmm. um, when we were growing up, was very obsessed with, like, Hollywood movies. Mm-hmm. And not just Hollywood movies, but, like, action crime movies and everything so um i remember we used to have a lot of especially because he used to babysit a lot Mm -hmm. um especially me and my um immediate younger sister Mm -hmm. and so we used to have a lot of movie nights i'm used to watch like csi the mentalist wow i remember seeing all those things never did i click i never clicked on it i used to watch all those things and i i do remember feeling a disparity in the sense of like i was aware of they used to mention like psychopaths, sociopaths, mm. and all these things, like PTSD and all these things. And I, there was never a connect that this actually exists in real life. Yeah. Because I never heard of all those things in my own personal life or heard people acknowledge those things existing in my personal life. So weirdly, in my head, aside from I'll talk about the spiritual component, which I actually relate to, but weirdly in my head, I also kind of associated mental health to crime Mm. and like i always thought like for you to be diagnosed of a mental illness then you it doesn't exist in just your day-to-day life it's something that will lead you to committing massive crimes Mm. and because all i thought mental illness was was more of the things with strong presenting psychosocial symptoms, so sociopaths, psychopaths, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so that was the first preconception I have, which I think is greatly false. Um, and I also don't think that's what the the shows were trying to present, because now I look back about the mentalists, and there was a lot of actually educative information in there about mental health. I just think because... I could not connect it directly to real life. It felt like a fictional, like something that wasn't really real. Um, and then obviously there is growing up in a um, traditional African society, not just traditional African society, but a society that is very, very, Nigeria is very spiritual. Yeah. Um, in its own right, and I think it comes with a lot of benefits because I do believe in holistic wellness, which also includes spiritual Spiritual, well-being. But I think there's a level of spirituality that has been used to oppress other kinds of well-being. Um, A.K.A. mental. Yeah, A.K.A. mental. Even like, even emotional, even physical. You get get people who are diagnosed with like terminal illnesses or like Mm -hmm. not even terminal illnesses, something really simple that can be treated and they'll be like, I'm not going to go to the doctor because I believe that I thought this blah, blah, blah will help me or I'll go to God or Mm -hmm. like I'll go to the mosque to pray about it. So 
it's for a very highly spiritual, um, highly sensitive um, society when it comes in spirituality. Mm-hmm. Mental health was, I also grew up thinking, like, I, especially where I grew up, there used to be a lot of people who were walking on the streets, mm-hmm. like, naked, doing crazy things um, in the sense of, like, things that are seen to be outside of the normal, like, jumping on the road and standing in between cars and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And it did not make sense to me that, oh, my God, this person might be having, like, a mental break. Mm. In our head, like, and our parents will say, oh, see this mad one. Mm -hmm. Or, like, I will hear the narratives of, um, ah, this one has done something and they're attacking them spiritually. Mm -hmm. Or this is a punishment. Or, like, they've not even done anything and... The enemies got him. The enemies got him and stuff like that. Um, so it was very highly spiritual for me. And then also, it was also, like, from what I saw, like, movies and crime shows, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, and if you did have it and it was not spiritual, it can lead you to, like, being a murderer. and being mm. a, Like, I would just thought, mental health sociopath, yeah. mental health psychopath. Mm. I did not understand... Like, there were other trickling, like anxiety yeah. and depression and other mm-hmm. things that coexist in, like, bipolar disorders, everything. I just thought mental health illness, sociopath, a psychopath. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was kind of the preconception and also my introduction into, like, the mental health world. Interesting. I never, like, ever, <laughs> like, saw mental health and psychopaths or murderers as the same like i didn't even know what mental health was that's how non-existent it was for me Mm. like growing up um but yeah so when you talk about your your first experience with mental health with this new lens because you now understand what mental health is what were if you could like go back to your experience growing up in nigeria what were some of your personal experience of mental health and interaction in Nigeria? So when it comes to personal experience, this question I like actually struggle with. Mm, because um, if you asked me this while I was living in Nigeria, I have no answer for you. Because <laughs> I would have just said, like, I didn't experience any mental health thing. Yeah. Um, but especially now we've been in healthcare, it's literally impossible mm. to live a full life and not experience any component of mental health because it is part of you. The same way you get a flu, like most people have possibly had a flu. Most people have possibly experienced, you might not be experienced diagnosable mental conditions, um, but I do think that most people have experienced like challenges when it comes to mental health. Um, but living in Nigeria, like if you ask me why I was there, nothing. Mm-hmm. Now, looking back, there, <laughs> there are a couple, and I'm laughing because now there are a couple situations that I can look back at, and I'm like, oh, there's something mental health related going on here. Um, obviously, for the um, privacy of the, these people involved in the stories, I will not be sharing mm-hmm. <laughs> their um, the same. But now looking back, but if I think about my personal life, um, I've experienced, I've, I've mentioned previously in this episode that anxiety is something that I struggle with, mm-hmm. and for me. And even sometimes when I talk to maybe my parents about it, they are always like, hmm, it's since, like, either you, since you came to Canada, yeah, like, you have put terms to all these things. Mm. And, like, now you're saying you're anxious. We do not claim that for you and stuff like that. Yeah. But now that I look back, I've always struggled with anxiety. 
And I just think it was never acknowledged or there was no words to put to what that experience was, especially for me. I remember as a kid, um, like I had severe social anxiety and like, I remember, like, family will make fun of me. Like, if they sent me to somewhere to, like, oh, maybe go to the store to go buy something. The thought of even talking to someone Mm -hmm. literally used to send fear down my spine. Like, used to make... And I remember being shouted on, I bet go, who is is listening to you? Or, like, who's looking (laughs) at you? I remember my prom in high school. Um, I was getting ready. My parents were here. I think it was my last year in high school. My, I'm in Nigeria. My parents were, um, we were in a hotel room. I was getting ready to, is it my prom? No, it wasn't my prom. It was my sister's graduation. Mm-hmm. So I've been to Canada and I was going back to yeah. my sister's graduation and we we're having like an uh, alumni something too. Um, and I was getting ready in the hotel room and I didn't feel comfortable in the dress that I was wearing. Um, and then just the thought of being surrounded by so many people. I literally had a panic attack, mm-hmm. but I feel like, and I, I can't speak for my parents. My parents are really lovely people too. But I can't speak for my parents. They are. Um, <laughs> they really are. But I remember them looking at me like, what was the big deal? Mm. And now looking back, those were panic attacks. Those were anxiety attacks. I can count how many anxiety attacks I had as a kid. And I feel like now it's also something I struggle with so much now just because it's existed for such a long time, untreated, um, I'm not even like, I, I think I need medication, but I never learned healthy coping mechanisms to deal with all these like anxious feelings that I was feeling. So I definitely think I personally experienced mental health issues, back uh, mental health issues in the sense of specifically anxiety. Um, I do, I can also confidently say that I feel like a lot of people around me did to experience various sorts of uh, mental health condi- um, like challenges. Um, but obviously, like I said, I will not be sharing because it's not. Um, my place to share. And I was looking at this, there's this um, doctor, Dr. Toyin Ajao, who is the director of iAfrica, and also, like, she is a research associate for, like, African Leadership Center. And she was talking about Nigeria, that as a country with so much unresolved multi-generational trauma Mm -hmm. from legacies of, like, slavery, colonialism, corruption, and also everyday struggles, and also then living, having to endure all of that in a system that has no access to adequate psychosocial services, it is almost impossible to think that nobody's experienced any mental health issues in Nigeria. Um, And so with all this knowledge, I just keep looking back and I'm like, oh my God, there were so many things. Um, I just didn't pay attention enough or couldn't put words to it. Yeah, wow. Yeah. As it was. Yeah. Because, like, in my head, I'm just like, I, if you keep asking me, I don't know. I think I've either blocked it out mm. or I've just decided not to think hard or deep enough. Because mm. when I think about my childhood, I can't, like, I don't, I can't pinpoint anything that relates to my mental health struggles or even made me fear about like oh maybe this is is something happening to my mentor like mm. nothing it was always just like physical health and like obviously spiritual and emotional mm. but not mental health um like i can remember the emotions of like if i had 
emotions and how to like regulate that or not regulate it at all as a kid. Um, I can remember like spirituality, if I was healthy in my like relationship with God or lack thereof, or if that was even a thing, I remember things about like physical, like I was a terrible runner. I'm still, I still am. I can't run for, for, to save my life. (laughs) If they're like, oh, you guys should run and like you survive something, I would I will not survive. She said, on the, on the starting line. I'm gone. <laughs> like, physical health was not my place to be. <laughs> um, and then when I think about, like, I think about how all those aspects of health were, like, I either lacked or I was um, progressing in some areas. But when it comes to mental and mind, it was like my brain was not there. Mm. Which is why I keep thinking about the personal experiences and I don't have, but for myself, but I do have ex- like experiencing other people in my life. Mm. Definitely. Like when I look back in retrospect, I'm like, this person definitely was going through it. Mm. Or like this person <laughs> was definitely going through depression and this person was definitely going through anxiety. And not just paranoia mm. and like, it can be medicated and if not careful i could possibly be medicated with anxiety as well um because i think it's a hereditary thing Mm. um when i think about just like my parents obviously they're not here to talk for themselves but i do think they were adults they are adults going through living in nigeria in lagos in lagos during the recession. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Just like so many like experiences. Like what we've lived through recession. We've lived like obviously I wasn't um old enough for like nine eleven or like how it impacted Nigeria in any way. Or just so many they, things. Like the, were they the, the cor- around here corruption. For Biafra or no? Like them? Mm. They were probably just being born. Oh, okay. In my I think so, sure. Mm. Um but they were definitely like alive during like um the military regime yeah so things like that like i can see how my dad really how can like yeah like trauma and how he relates to us in certain ways Mm -hmm. or how my mom relates to me in certain ways or not certain ways like Mm -hmm. and i can just tell that this is probably something that you shoved in the back of your mind that you never want to revisit again and it's just like it's not a thing. And mm. in their mind, they're like, "There's always trauma." I don't even think it's in their vocab. Mm. And I think it's just something I, I I haven't experienced, but I definitely think that there is some hereditary stuff in my family yeah. now that as an adult, as an adult, and I think about my life and how I function. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And it might not even necessarily be hereditary that. In the sense of like, oh, it's being passed down by blood. Mm-hmm. It might be more like generational trauma, trauma being passed yeah. down, and people learning responses from each other. And mm-hmm. to some of I'm saying, like, especially for generations who have experienced so much hurt. Like, I even think about something that's like, oh, we're talking about the recent election in Nigeria. It was yeah. such, such like a tumultuous experience. Yeah. And you cannot expect people to leave, human beings to live through things like this and not develop some trauma response, some um, strain to their mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was definitely not something that we experienced um, 
or we could put worse too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I know you're currently enjoying this episode and this conversation. I know I am. But just a quick check-in before we move on. We just wanted to remind you to make sure you comment on Instagram, like on Instagram, but be sure to follow us at Peas in a Podcast um, on Apple Podcast and Spotify so that you get notified whenever we drop a new episode. We also want to encourage you to leave a review and also leave um, yeah comments whenever we post on Instagram and yeah on Twitter as well, at us. But yeah, and back to the episode. Okay, so I don't know about you, but a few of my preconceptions about mental health, like we just discussed, have definitely changed, Mm -hmm. especially as being um, an African and Nigerian um, person in the diaspora. Um, So I would like to know how has your concept of mental health changed now with you not currently living in Nigeria and just being um, a Nigerian person in the diaspora? What is your current understanding um, and kind of relationship with mental health and is being Nigerian something that continually challenges your relationship with mental health um, and how? <laughs> Packed <laughs> questions, I know. <laughs> I know. Thoughts, 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 thoughts. For me, I think with my concept of mental health, so when at the beginning of the episode I said, it basically did not exist. It mm. was not a thing. It wasn't a concept that existed, in my opinion. Um, and it was attributed to fakeness or just like religion or just spirituality as mm. well. Um, and I think some of that I still hold that like, I don't believe mental health doesn't exist. I fully believe 100% mm. it exists. Um, I think some of the ideas of like mental health being attributed to spirituality, I think that's where being Nigerian, that's one of the challenges I still have mm. interacting with mental health. Because I do think there's a space where it's fully an imbalance in the chemicals in your brain. Mm. But then at the same time, I'm like, this one, Misef, I don't know. <laughs> this could be a spiritual warfare. Mm. And people... Like principalities, things that we cannot see, and things that we can't (laughs) see. So I'm like, "Hmm, hmm, hmm." maybe it is a mental health, or maybe it's a spiritual attack on the mental health. Like Mm. it can, the two can coexist. Um, But yeah, I think my concept has definitely changed. It has improved a lot. I am more aware, and I think it's definitely because of education and knowledge. I have resources. Mm. There are. I took courses in university with, um, with like eating disorders and addiction. So if I took a whole course, if I can see scholarly articles, if I've written essays about mental illness, surely I believe it exists. Mm. And if people have said they've struggled with X, Y, Z, it has to be real. I think, I think that is something that like, you can't just, you can't just say it doesn't exist because no. you haven't experienced it. Um, because I or because I don't have a, um, a diagnosed mental illness should not take away other people's experiences. Yeah. So I think one of the main things that has caused me to just believe 
this exists is one education and just like data and resources and also seeing people in my like close circle Mm. go through it because life be lifing and even when i see people's lives and i'm like your life is like lifing but is it like are you really going through it for you to be at this certain stage in your mental health and then i think about that sometimes life doesn't even have to suck because i think that's a notion in nigeria is like people in diaspora you're complaining about the code like you're complaining about like um seasonal depression like it's not that tough like you have xyz and i completely understand where people are coming from when they're in nigeria and they can't really understand what people talk about who are in the diaspora like that have resources and have things a lot more easier but at the same time i'm like there is imbalances in people's brain and just like in their health it's like bodily functions um you can't keep faulting someone for getting sick like they have things in their bodies or you don't know the different hormones or how mm. i'm really not sciencey if you can't tell <laughs> but like you can't you can't fault someone's body for failing on them you know mm. um so that i've seen people in my life experience things um and it's been really hard to watch so I can't, I, I can't say their experiences are not real. And I've also had personal experiences that I don't feel comfortable sharing. Um, <laughs> but just my own personal experiences. Um, and then, weirdly, my experience with faith actually introduced me to, um, like, things about mental health as well. Because mm. I think when I was having... There was a point in my life where my relationship with God was... I think at a good place. And so I was going for like conferences. I don't, I don't want to use the word good, but it was at a place where I was really seeking understanding and, and knowledge in all facets. Mm. And so, um, there was a session about like how God and mental health correlate. And I was like, what do you mean? Like there's a space for mental health with, within, Christ- spirituality. within spirituality. So I was very confused because growing up, I was like, there is no, space for mental health because they've said that mental health is as a result of you um either like people are pursuing you she's not pursuing (laughs) but like um (laughs) spiritually so why would there be a space for both places to um come together and Mm. like marry right um and i think my current understanding of mental health is like it's evolving i don't think i'm at a place where i fully understand um like my own mental health or like how I can fully navigate it and have a whole and healthy mind, I think I'm at a much better place because sometimes I even get confused when it comes to emotional health versus mental health. I think those things can be confusing for me mm-hmm. um, sometimes. But I think following things like um, the Real Depression pro- Project on Instagram or like following therapists as well, um, there's this person, Janelle... Peters, um, I follow her on Instagram. Brittany Moses, as Brittany well. Moses as well. Like, um, just people who, like, you can't imagine me telling a doctor saying that you're not really like this. Your job of being a doctor doesn't really exist mm. because people's illnesses are fake. Like that's how it feels. I would assume that's how it feels if people just look at therapists as like, you're just doing BS here. Mm. Um, and like, I follow this like Simone Saunders on 
on TikTok and just so many like resources out there. Um, but I think my current understanding of mental health is I'm learning a lot about myself and the way I do certain things and why I do certain things. And everything still goes back to childhood. Um, and then me as a Nigerian, I think it's really challenging to see, like, to accept that there's a possibility that, like, disturbance to mental health, like, when I experience disturbance to my mental health, my first reaction should not be resilience. Or like, I don't know how to explain it. Like spirituality. Because mm. deep down, sometimes I'm like, I'm going through this. Is it because I've done something spiritually? Or is it because I've like sinned against God? Like I can't, or maybe I'm just going through because of the factors around me that have no. played a, a role in this. Um, or sometimes I'm even like, nah, it's not real. I understand that it exists, but not for me and my household. Mm. So I'm not going to lie and say that. Just sometimes I'm like, Yes, I'm anxious, but it's not anxiety. Mm. I'm just anxious because I'm scared of this particular thing. Like, I'm not socially awkward. Or, like, I'm not socially... Um, I, don't so- I don't have social anxiety. It's just a new phrase. So I'm not claiming that. Like, there are parts of my... Of my, like... I guess parents' words or just the way they brought me up that just make me say no this is not for me this is for people but i'm not claiming it for myself Mm. but what about you um definitely as someone living in the diaspora my perspective on mental health has definitely changed um drastically Mm -hmm. um especially now as someone who works in healthcare and provides care um possibly to people who might be going through going through mental health conditions so it would be crazy for me to be talking to someone about the anti, like educating stuff for, like at my job now. Sometimes I'm educating people about antidepressants and yeah, um, and I don't believe in it. <laughs> You're like, um, mm. it's a little crazy, but so definitely it's changed because of one more, more resources. Um, my education in healthcare, um, also my own personal experiences with anxiety, like I've mentioned before, mm. and also just. With the rising social acknowledgement of the prevalence of mental health illnesses, we are hearing more conversations, even in Nigeria too, yeah. even in a lot of um, communities that don't believe in mental health. We are hearing more conversations about it. So I also think my change, um, the change or the evolution in my perception of mental health is also a reflection of our growing society in general. Mm. Um, now... I still think the way Nigeria challenges my mental health is I still struggle to personally accept mental health in my own life. Mm. Like, I can go, th- like, you, if you tell me you're depressed, I could go over how resources to help, Genius. go speak to a therapist. I can give you all the words that the textbook says. Mm. But when it comes to my own life, Almost like what you say, as for me, as my household. It's like, oh, you can't be depressed. But, but me, not I can't, for me. And me, I can't be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it's like, it also invalidates my experiences. Yeah. Um, because, like, also, I've had conversations where I will... Not to put my parents on the blast. Um, <laughs> on the spot. But I've heard conversations with my dad and that. And I think it's so different now, but I remember there's oh sometimes <laughs> I had conversations with my dad that mm-hmm. my dad would be like, hmm, hmm, <laughs> you have come again with your no terms. 
It was like, is this Canada that is changing you? I know. Like, <laughs> with my parents, um, yeah, with my parents, <laughs> I remember, like, they don't know that I'm seeing a therapist. So if they were to hear this, Oi. it's over for me. They will call the pastor. No, they will. <laughs> it's not even a joke. Like, they will. Because I remember my mom, she was like, yeah, me too. I get depressed. And I was like, um, okay. Like, I don't know what you want me to say. And I was like, I don't know if you also understand that word because mm-hmm. feeling waves of sadness yeah. is also a little bit different. It's very. Than I get depressed. She's like, yeah, my mom was like, isn't she, like, aren't you over it? Like, <laughs> is it not done? She said, pack up your like, things come and on. go. <laughs> she said, quit, snappy, what is it? Snap out because of it. Because I really think as Nigerian parents, they, they, take, they take a step back. And they're like, I've removed, I've tried my very best to remove all sort of stumbling block for you to have a fulfilling life. So how so dare you? How dare you still say that you are going through, me- like mentally, sorry, not you, child. And I don't, and I don't blame them. Don't no, blame don't get me yeah. wrong. I okay. genuinely don't bring, blame them because it makes sense. And what from their the struggle they have had to overcome is, it, it is seems, not the same. It's not that the same. Had to overcome. Think about it. My, my like, I think our parents are the same like age range, mm-hmm. like late fifties, early sixties. Um, and if you've learned, if you've lived your whole life, not knowing what this is. If somebody were to come to me when I'm like 60 saying that there is this new thing, Moyo, and you've not known this your entire life, but it exists, I'm like, okay, but I don't want to learn at I this point. It's too late it's for too me. It's too late to grasp <laughs> anything. My brain has and switched it's not, off. It's not too late for you guys, if you're listening. It really uh, isn't Because we do see the 1% of the 60s in we here. We do. Hello, sir. <laughs> Hello, ma'am. Hello. Please. It's not too late, but I do understand... Um, yeah, the difficulty because what they've had to overcome, what mm-hmm. my dad has have to, had to overcome, what my mom has had to overcome, I don't think I would ever know that same experience. Yeah. Just because it was a different time. Because in their mind, it's just like, I have to shove it out. Like me feeling sad about this is, I got to move forward. And I think that's the thing about Nigerians. Um, we're very resilient. We're very resilient. I think black people in as general, a whole, yeah. and I think it's such a, we don't understand how to rest sometimes. And we don't even understand how to acknowledge. Well, one, I don't say we don't understand. Be the ability to sit down and acknowledge your feelings and what's going on in your head and your mm-hmm. mind and everything is a luxury. Yeah, exactly. Because sometimes if there's, there's more going to be on. Made. There's, there's things are on fire. I got, I, got, I got to move. I don't have time for these feelings. I don't have time to sit down and think about this. So yeah. it is a luxury. Um, and I don't want to come and think about it here. I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe they don't understand anything mm-hmm. about mental health. Yeah. I think it's a luxury that they've given us the opportunity to afford to now be having conversations and sitting yeah. and thinking about mental health. And I think with this luxury, I also want to be able to use this because knowledge is a luxury. Mm-hmm. And I want to be able to use this knowledge to also help them yeah. so find some sort of peace and well-being <laughs> in their own like mental health and too because they've, they've given up so much to give us this luxury to be able to yeah. have this conversation. But yeah, so for me, it is, that's how Nigeria continues to, or being Nigerian continues to challenge. And also, being Nigerian just gives me a fighter spirit. It does. And so there are some times that I just, sometimes when I'm sitting in my bed, I'm like, wake up. Yeah. I'm moving on with life. Like, yeah. what mm-hmm. is this? Um, 
with that being said, I don't knock the idea, which is what I was talking about. I don't knock the idea of thinking about like spirituality and everything because I do think they all coexist and all happen together. together. All, yeah. Remember, I will keep going back to this in the first episode. I said the people that do be evil, they do be evil. They do be evil. They feel pain your But people are, please. So, let's you, be so I think there is with life comes um we should always aspire for wellness mm-hmm. and wellness does include emotional spiritual um physical social and mental well-being mm-hmm. um and i so because wellness is all these things i don't think we can neglect the mental part yeah um with that being said something that i struggle with though in being in diaspora is there is also another spectrum of romanticizing mental health yes. in the West. I was just going to ask, like, do you think, and this is not even on the record, this is <laughs> off the record, but do you think coming to Canada has sort of reduced your, I guess, resiliency in how you approach life? Um, I want to say reduce my resiliency. I do think that that's just the way life is being able to experience a certain level of luxury. So my threshold mm. for suffering is, low. is a little lower. It's lower, yeah. Um, I do think I still experience suffering um, in this place because I'm not a millionaire yet. <laughs> Even a thousand years, am I? If I don't laugh, I'm crying. <laughs> Which thousands do I have? I don't even have a couple hundred dollars. She didn't even say hundred. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so I do think my threshold for a certain kind of suffering mm. has significantly reduced. So obviously, now my problems in life are sometimes my huba heads did not come in my right order. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> They're missing my chicken sometimes. And that can be very trivial. Yeah. Sometimes my problem in life is like, oh, I have a job, but it's not the job but I it's want. Not the, exactly. It doesn't and reduce in the level of problem and yeah. the complexity and how those things can affect your mental well-being. Mm-hmm. But my threshold for certain kind of suf- human suffering is different. And I do think that definitely in ca- Canada and also just in the Western world, mental health can also be on this other spectrum where it's romanticized that um, we are not allowing people to also learn how to cope well with stress. Yeah. And we just go to medication or just saying, oh, this is what it is. Or I just am. even build resiliency. Or build resiliency. And I think, but there's a healthy balance yeah. between resilience and also addressing yeah. mental health issues. Mm-hmm. And I think there's very polarizing spectrums yeah and i'm hoping that we will one day meet in the middle until Where... we get to heaven because no if you think about it like um when it comes to stress i think a lot of people especially with this like soft life behavior nobody wants labor anymore no there's no soft life we don't want to i don't want to work yeah i'm sorry i don't dream of labor and some people we need to understand as much as i say it as a joke most days so we need to understand that stress is a good thing like depending on be a good thing no it can be a good like stress i think i was this was like a university 
a healthy level of stress. I think it's called stress, like mm. EU stress. And it is helpful in terms of productivity. Yeah. Because if you think about it, you having to make your bed is a productive type of like stress thing. Like stress, once it's giving that healthy level or it can be a good thing. But sometimes people are just like, no, 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 I don't want this. And like, that's a whole different conversation from like mental health. Well, but I think we, we with romanticizing, yeah, like when we want to like romanticize like mental health, I think everybody says they have ADHD now without knowing what it means. Like people, everybody has anxiety. Yeah. Everybody has depression. And you're like, this, these are like heavy these are words. These big words. These are I heavy claims. I won't go put. around just saying I have, I have cardiac, cancer. Yeah, I have cardiac conditions. Like it's something that's been very, very romanticized. Yeah. Um, and it's not something to romanticize because then it also reduces the level, the, not the level of, but it also almost invalid, invalidates the actual experience of people yeah, that's, who are yeah, going through. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like minimizing their experience. Their experiences. Yeah. So um, I think, don't get me wrong, I think there's a spectrum to like mental illnesses. Yeah. But yeah, I just think some people really, like they want to have OCD. Mm. Do you get me? And it's a whole... I'm like, oh girl, because you like a clean house, doesn't really mean you have OCD. <laughs> but that's another conversation for another day. But... Yeah. Our conclu- in conclusion... Mm. What do you think, you know, you, if you could like learn this all over again, knowing what you know now, do you wish you'd have learned it sooner and why? And what would you say to someone who's struggling with the idea of mental health because they grew up in a society that believes it doesn't exist? I'll keep it short from here. Um, I think that I wish I learned this sooner. Um, I wish it would have, because it would have definitely changed a lot of my experiences. Um, And for people who are struggling with the idea of mental health, um, especially because you're growing up in a society that doesn't exist, I think find resources. And we're going to try to share some resources on our platform too, on Mm -hmm. Instagram. Find resources uh, and just find one person that can listen to your experience Mm -hmm. and not just listen like, oh, because they're looking for gist. But listen to what you're going through um, and continue to fight for your voice to be heard. Um, mm. And it's going to be very hard, especially if you're currently still living in a society that invalidates that experience. Yeah. But I say find resources. We're going to try our best. Our resources might be, we try to make it universal, but it might also be very specific to either yeah. the Canadian or the Nigerian experience, but we're mm-hmm. trying to make it universal as, as we can. Find resources. These days, you don't need to go and find a clinic or go to somebody's door. There's some things that you can get from the comfort of your own home when it comes to resources. Mm-hmm. Uh, mental health, and we still have to talk about the disparity because mental health resources are not very accessible. Um, it is also a luxury, so um, varying level of resources. Um, making sure that any way that you can improve your mental health or mental well-being, even if it's the smallest thing of, you know what, when you wake up in the morning, just sit down in silence and meditate, or take a walk, or if you have good community, um, your community, being able to um, feel supported by your community and stuff like that, just small ways to kind of Hmm. um, make sure that your experiences are not invalidated. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I echo everything that you said. And also because of time, we did promise a short episode. So it's interesting because with this question, I sort of just thought, I don't know why, but men came to mind. Oh. 
And I want to take into the fact that like, even men in, let's say African men, for example, in the diaspora, or just men in general, their perspective of mental health can still be non-existent because of their gender and because of how they've been brought up. So with people like that, because we do have men listening, we see y'all in the um, percentages. (laughs) Um, I do want to encourage you to try and, you know, try and just dive and just dive into the topic just a little bit. I know that it is such a weird place to be with your feelings, being in emotions and all of that. But think about this. Think about ways that your mental health can be impacted. If it's never been impacted, great. But also, how can you support someone who is going through um, things with their own mental health? Um, And I just encourage you to be in community as well. But I don't want to take too much time. But I really challenge people who like they've never been exposed to it, um, to just see what's out there. Look at the resources, for example, so that you're just able to help people around you as well. But yeah, those are my final thoughts. Knowledge. I think I think knowledge is definitely power. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, exactly. But um, in terms of just everything that we've said today, if you relate to this topic, make sure you like on... Um, on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Make sure you leave us a rating, review us, um, leave a review for us and provide us with feedback if possible. It'll really help us to know how we're doing and if you enjoyed this episode. But where can they find us, Tosan? As always, you can follow us on Instagram at peaceinapodcast.tm or like Moyo said, find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts at peaceinapodcast. Um, don't forget to share the episode if you've had um, let us know your first introduction to mental health if you related to anything in this episode mm-hmm. um, what's your current relationship with mental health yeah. um, and if you do have resources that you would like us to share please send it to us too mm-hmm. um, so we can share that with other people um, we hope you enjoyed this conversation and we hope to have more conversations about mental health and not just mental health alone but just holistic wellness yeah. Um, but yeah that's about it we promise 45 minutes it's 55 we tried our best apologies <laughs> <laughs> but yeah we'll see you in the next episode love, love and, and light peace out bye